Yo, yo, what's happening? All right, we're making this quick today because, uh, well, the Rangers game is starting as we speak, and I have to go watch my team get stomped by the Bruins. So we're going to keep this short and sweet. Today's show is awesome. There is not a whole lot of baseball or basketball today, but a whole lot of hockey and quite a bit of football, too. So let's get to it. What up, Meech? What up? Oh, man, three minutes left <laughs> to see if the Oilers fuck me or if they don't fuck What's me. the score? What's the score? Over, well, what I care about is over, under. I bet the under six and a half, so seven. I bet an unders in it Oilers is, games. It is six right now with three minutes to go. Mm. Mm, Hanging nice. by a cliff. You know, because the percentages what's, are wait, good. What's the I don't score, get though? emotional when it when uh, Score seven to I one. Just, Look at percentage. Oh, okay. It's seven to one. It's seven to one, bro. Oh, fucking NHL app doesn't fucking update ever. God damn it. Yeah, you gotta refresh that shit, dude. Oh my god. Meech's bet is dead, dude. It's a good thing I've won two hundred on blackjack today. Yeah, it's seven to one. You're a goddamn degenerate. I, you yeah, are a degenerate. I, I, <laughs> Hey, it's not a degenerate if you're winning. I had seventy dollars in my account no, after I got it is. a couple days ago. Up to eight hundred again. We're fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Okay. Somebody at the bars like, what's the score on the Loyola Marymount game? He's just like, I don't know, but the over's <laughs> fucking one sixty six. Yeah. Uh, no, one sixty six and a half. Just don't hit that one sixty seven. We're good, bud. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Kings are beating the Ducks. Well, I guess that's a surprise. The Ducks suck. We'll get to all that later. We'll get to yeah, all that we later. We lost to them the other day, though, and we shouldn't yeah, have. So. I mean, yeah. it, it happens, man. And we have a goalie who started, I think, three games in his uh, NHL career. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to like goalies and starting when we get to hockey because I got a lot to say about the Rangers and what they're fucking doing. Anyway, uh, let's start it today with uh, I guess double. Probably I don't have a name for this segment yet, but double normally has some ridiculous news he wants to share before we get into the sports news of the world. So you got so, anything like that today? So, uh, yeah, I got an Iowa man set a Guinness World Record. I clicked on the article. The first two words of the article, it was a name. That name, David fucking Rush. He's back. David <laughs> Rush, Upon fir- you will know him from Stone Sports feature, Chuck and D's, the David Rush, Rush story. story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was- <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> i'm already composing the music from, like, i just episode. ripped off the score of jurassic park i think that was from the berger episode maybe. it might have been it might have been. but anyway david rush back in the stone sports news Whoop. another broken record 150 to his total David Rush is a decorated record breaker. Yeah, he's on one of those guys that just goes around trying to break world records. Like I he's saw like a documentary yep. about those guys on YouTube one time. So yesterday he broke the record for passing a volley a giant volleyball six and a half feet. He did it four thousand times. 
That's an easy fucking record. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. That's a bullshit record. We can't make a movie about that one. No, the Chuck and D's, that's an epic one. We had a story to it. It's going to make I mean, fucking 4,000 times. Like, you have to think about <laughs> it. How long? How did it say how long that yeah. last? How long that it did it? But it said him. It took a day because it said he just like went next door, knocked on his neighbor's door, and they like went and did it. I'm gonna say that has to be like a long, long, long period of time. But what is David Rush's life? He just wakes up, Google's a world. He's record, my he's fucking like, personal do this hero. Today. Apparently, I yeah, feel I, like he's probably very alone and desperate listen. for approval. This is hey, probably, man. but this is how we get him on the show. We start breaking his records, and then he's got to reset the record, and then eventually <laughs> we, we get him on re- the show, and we film this fucking thirty for thirty. Or we could just reach out uh, to I him don't think and we interview him. I'm sure people aren't no dying. Birdie, to we got to do this. Rush. We got to do this in a very underhanded and like tactical, convoluted way. way. Yeah, the Steven Spoltz. We have to do way more work than what it's actually. <laughs> Fair enough. Original. That's For real, though, we probably content. should try to interview him because that would be fucking amazing. David Rush, hit us up. Yeah, let's go. Come on the podcast. So uh, let's do baseball. Take it away. Yeah, not much this week. Uh, Texas Rangers announced that they expect to be at 100% capacity. Bold, but their governor did lift the mask order and all that shit. Texas is basically, I mean... You said that like Back that always normal. sunny episode where they're trying to get in the pool and the pool attendant is like, sir, we are at capacity. What? What is at capacity? <laughs> they're just at capacity for us. The way you said capacity, you said it just like that, dude. Sorry. What was the name of the kid that drowned in the pool? Oh, Jamie Nelson. Jamie. Yes, Jamie Nelson. <laughs> You're going to die down here with Jamie Nelson. Alligator snakes in bed. <laughs> Every time, every time you just have no one idea that we're talking about. I am just, I just sit here quietly. Yeah, sorry, all Meech. the good people. Will let's let's bring Meech back in. Let's bring Meech back in. We'll uh, talk about baseball, so Meech can stay in the well, conversation. I, I was I I had a question about the Texans bringing in full capacity. Do they fill that stadium when when, when they can? Like forty thousand. I can't tell you. There's forty thousand capacity. I can't tell you one Rangers fan right now. Granted, well, I'm in the Northeast. I've never met one. But still, I mean, I've never come across a yeah, Rangers. Yeah, even in my, my travels, I've never life. met one. Right. I mean, it's, like, it's you football, think you'd meet it's one. football country out there. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they just built a brand new stadium despite having one built in the early 2000s. So we'll see. I mean, that's uh, that Globe at the end of the life. day, I think, is why, why they wanted at full capacity. It's brand new. They have to pay that motherfucker off. Right. Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, the only other thing I had was uh, last week the Mariners were in the news for comments that their president made to the Rotary Club. Uh, this week, they're trying to pick <laughs> up from that, you know, the mess that that man left. Did you hear the whole interview, by the way, Meech? I, I sat down and read it, to it, and it was real. Oh, real my bad. God. I sat down and listened to it. The guy's, like, so cocky the whole time he's talking about it. So well, Adam, and, I, just, and I told you, he, he shits on, like, every Everybody. Like, at least 12 to 14 players is who he shits on, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they were all prospects that are like coming up. And and then Seeger, like, too. Uh, okay, Kyle Seeger, yeah. It's like Kyle Seeger's a great leader. Probably his last year with the team's probably a little overpaid. It's like, why, why'd you say that? 
But what, I heard somebody why do you that, like, say all this fucking uh, Rotary Club membership is way interview. up this it, week. This is a behind the scenes talk you have with your presidents or whatever. You know, like, right? It's a, this is a boardroom meeting, yeah. and he's just blasting it out on on social media and and some of the stuff that was said isn't said in a typical boardroom i'm just saying he's this is behind the the it's inside baseball if you will yeah like and you're just you're just saying it on a conference call to the rotary club like i uh, yeah yeah still befuddles me yep doesn't make a lot of sense the only thing i had try to pick up after that they said they put out a statement today they're trying to keep baseball and business separate probably a good call after that but well i read the article and i was like oh so like what every other fucking team literally i was like so (laughs) convoluted before that's exactly what i thought i was like well so you're gonna do the normal thing now yeah i was like (laughs) what does that even mean so i read it and i was like oh so they just did things a really fucking weird way yeah like when you said that just now i was like isn't that like normal yeah totally A hundred percent. Yeah, ridiculous. All right, you want to do something? You said you had one thing. Yeah, the only thing I had, and it's just a fun little story. Uh, Orioles knuckleballer. Did you guys see this uh, picture? The slow mo. No. Oh my god! It's it's why you love knuckleballers. The ball is just stationary, floating in the air, and it's just not moving. The seams are steady, Uh, and it's just fascinating. We had Wakefield for years. I fucking yeah. loved watching him pitch. He Dude, had the personal I, catcher, Doug Mirabelli. And that baseball, thing, it was hit or miss. It was oh, yeah. He'd either give up or six runs shelled. or a shutout. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe one home run or something like that. But he'd either have an amazing day or a horrible day. Um, but I Oh, I just watched it. That's amazing. Right? Right, it's I love zero rotation. There was a fascinating <laughs> documentary on Netflix about knuckle, knuckleballers. It's really, I think it's good for the game. I think it's just it's something different. It's so the opposite of spin rate and speed and everything that pitching emphasizes today. It's the opposite of, and it's fantastic. And I think we need more of it in the game. Usually, it's pitchers who are kind of past their prime. Um, you're a right, older, though, trying Mitch. to turn, huh? When I said you're right, though, when people like, if you're just watching the game with like a casual, you know, casual fan, they see that knuckleball get thrown. They're like, wait, what the what the fuck was that? It's they a just spectacle. <laughs> yeah. And like I said. No, like you said, everyone knew who Tim Wakefield was, dude. Right. He would because you would watch a game and you'd be like, "Oh my God, Wakefield's on it." They, these guys don't know what's fucking coming at him these today. Mirabelli doesn't know what's cu- coming at him today. Like it was, it was amazing. Tech was like one of the best catchers in the league defensively forever, and he like refused to catch Wakefield. He's like, because "No, nope, not, not fucking- doing it." It's a mind fuck, and that's what makes it so great. Anyway, just happy to see the Orioles knuckleballer Kyle Janis, who's a 33-year-old pitcher, with that fucking – there's just no movement on the ball. It's crazy to me. If you're interested Um, in baseball, listen and watch it because it's fucking great. It's it's amazing, and it just makes me happy to have another knuckleballer at least coming into the scene, if not a starting rotation. All right. Well, uh, update real quick. Kings are beating the Ducks now 2-1. to one. So, there you go, Meech. Hey. 
Uh, let's do some not basketball. Game I had money on, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot for basketball this week because the All Star break was, you know, occurring. But uh, a couple small things. Uh, David, not David Aldrich, wrong, wrong basketball person. Lamarcus Aldrich <laughs> expected to be traded in the next couple of days. The Spurs and him have mutually agreed to part ways. Um, past his prime, hasn't really played in a lot of games, but could still be a decent piece to a contender. So we'll see how much Aldrich nets and where he ends up. Yeah, no, I think he could still – he was one of the original bigs who could shoot – well, in this, like, generation, who could start shooting, you know, mid-range, long-range a little bit with, with consistency. Um, so it would be interesting s- to see. I think he can – I think he can help a team. Um, yeah, he can still be a solid role player for a team. He's yeah. not a starter star like he used to be, but – it did It did beg the question, though – you know, you have Popovich, as I affectionately call him every time, <laughs> and um, R.C. Buford in San Antonio, and he's long heralded as a great coach and all this stuff, but they haven't been relevant for like 20 years now. Maybe like, maybe true. like 10. Maybe yeah. like 10. Uh, I mean, they're in the finals in, what, 2013? 2014? Yeah, so it's been seven years since they had like... Yeah, they got a like they lost, I feel they like, lost Ginobili, Parker, Duncan. And well, they then, had that the three, you know, the big three, and then Kawhi turned into that star the last time they went to the finals. And then he peaced and out. I think right, they I think they expected to build around Kawhi for the future and still be a contender over that next this you know the next decade after they retired. But when he you know got hurt and did the dip. Now they've had to kind of reset, and they've had it. They've gotten a couple pieces, but you're right. They're still. They need to find that superstar and that next piece to get them to the next level again. I mean, always put up a decent team, I guess, and that could be. That, I guess that's where you could say he's an amazing coach because yeah, still a lot of that is Bob. in the West with no names on their team. Maybe it's just they. I was used to them winning what five championships or whatever, like right. you know, in the high school, you know, growing up, really. Um, but, but they had the triplets and so they had all those guys. Um, but yeah, no, so by the time they're ready to compete, but by the time they are ready to like really, really compete again, Popovich might not be coaching still. Well, that's what he, he strikes me as a guy who dies coaching, honestly. Yeah. I think he will too. His wife died last year. So like, I don't know. Pete misses pop. Yeah, like I just yeah, I and yeah, I mean that's sad obviously, but like I feel like once you're like people close to you go, you're not spending time with family anymore. You're not retiring to spend time with family. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like fuck it. Let's just Yeah, I, I, you're right. I could see him just collapsing. Cuz like Vinny, that's why I felt like so 96. bad for Vinny. Yeah, that's why I felt so bad for Vinny. He retired to spend time with his wife and like 15 grandchildren or whatever the hell he has. And then his wife dies. And then Lasorda dies. And then, like, you know, so I just feel like if someone dies that's close to you, then, and you're a coach, then, like, what are you doing if you're not coaching? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Well, we're going to move on to a little bit uh, darker news here. Myers Leonard, Heat Center, is in hot water for using a racial slur on a Twitch stream. Rhymes with bike. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, tough look. God. 
Really tough look. I heard the video like really Gross. before it started blowing up. And it I was like, oh, yikes. Gross. I'm surprised this isn't everywhere. And then like two hours later it blew up. Yeah. Gross, I was like, Ooh. And it's weird because he like stops like he's thinking about it too. And then you're like, oh man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a bad look. Um people I know Julian Edelman like reached out to him. Julian Edelman, Jewish, reached out to him to like basically explain why it was wrong. His statement was like that he didn't know the meaning of the word and all that stuff. I don't know. Either way, he suspended him indefinitely from the team. So we'll see where. Well, his owner is Jewish. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, the. Oh, sorry. NBA earned edition jerseys. The new jerseys came out for the playoff team, all of the teams that made the playoffs last year. So 16 new jerseys, eight in the East, eight in the West. Did you guys have a favorite? Yes, I did. Guess which one it is. I liked the Raptors. That's not the one. I like that one too, but that's not the one I'm thinking. My two. So I liked the Raptors a lot, and I think there was one that was sneaky good, and it was the Pacers. The Pacers was okay. I liked the Jazz one a lot. Ugh. Yeah. I hated the Jazz, the nah, jazz one was dope. gross. It's super, I super old school. Love and it's lit. the fucking Celtics ones, and I just I don't see that one. It's just like it's plain that. Jane. Yes, yes, Mage. I would have put them third. Honestly, they look clean. The Celtics though, one was dude, look at them, and then the, the Jazz are really I hate nice because the Jazz look like the wild backwards jerseys, and I just don't. I don't know. I don't love that. <laughs> I like the Jazz jersey. It's lit. The Celtics ones I like, Meech, but they're really similar to our regular alternates. That was the only yeah, reason I put them down. But a it just bit. looks but good. They... Yeah. So now we just like, stopped at the same fucking time. Right it looks good. I like the Raptors too. And then for some reason, the Magic, which looks a lot like all the other Magic jerseys that they've ever had, right. is also very good. But I just, I, and then I realized, I came to like a slow realization that I've always loved the Magic jersey. I didn't like the Lakers one at all. I didn't either. Um, I was like, yeah. Oh, I actually like the Lakers one too. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. But that's that's also similar to a jersey they already have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like just like the Celtics jersey, the Raptors one does look cool too. Yeah, I like the but, way the like it's written on there too. It's like real lit. Um, the Raptors and the Pacers ones looked like throwback, like '90s retro jerseys, yeah. which was why I was really. Because it's the Reggie Miller Pacers jersey. Although the Raptors don't look like throwbacks. Those yeah, are... it looks like that. Yeah, no, they do. They look like the fucking. They kind of. They don't look like the Their throwbacks, throwbacks but they're kind of like an homage the to the Carter Raptors. Raptor on it. Their their throwbacks were the ones with the the pinstripe. Vince Carter jerseys aren't <laughs> don't look like that. I'm not saying they look exactly like them. They don't look close to them. They look kind of close. All right, let's continue in the news. Boys. One is pinstripes. The other one is just solid lines. Yeah, but it's the colors. Yeah, it's the uh, colors, Meech. Okay. It's not their red and white. It's the fucking uh, purple and the... It's the colors, Meech. Yeah. Okay. They, they could not look further. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand. <laughs> they look more like the Kings jerseys, dude. Yeah, all right. I I like the Kings jerseys. They've always had pretty good ones. But the NBA, the last thing I had for the NBA was just a quick little All Star recap. Team LeBron defeated Team Durant. Team one, uh, team 
170 to 150. Uh, Giannis wins the All Star MVP. Steph Curry was three point champion. No surprise there. Uh, Blazers Anthony Simons wins the dunk contest, and Demontis Sabonis defeated Vucevic in the skills challenge. But like I said, slow week in basketball. Yeah, it seems to be a slow week in, in a few things here. So you boys want to talk some hockey now? Hockey, one of the things that hasn't been slow. This yeah, time. exactly, exactly. So I guess we'll talk about the TV deal with ESPN. Which, you called uh, it, Bernie. I, I, I know. I saw that, and I was like, <laughs> the thing that pisses me off the most about this, fucking Birdie was right. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I guess I, Fox Sports is just going to air like infomercials or something. Yeah. They literally what, what are lost they doing? everything. I don't know. I don't know either. They're going to fucking they're gonna PBA bowling. I mean, that's, yeah, I, yeah. don't talk shit like, about pro- professional bowling, dude. Yeah, it gave us one of the best quotes ever. Yeah. Who do you Who think, do you, you, think are? you are? I, I am. am. Pete Weber. <laughs> we should try to interview uh, that dude. I bet nobody's interviewing that guy. Dude, let's oh, get him for an interview. I bet we could get like two hours out of that guy. Yeah, let's do We're it. Like- Air I mean, like I want to do it parts. when I can go to a bar with the guy, though. I'll travel. <laughs> All right, I'll get a handy recorder. We'll meet him in some town in a bar, and we'll record it in person. At a bowling alley. Bowling the alley. Oh, yes. We'll do a the whole real... episode bowling with Weber. We're doing it. The real question Love is, it. does Pete Weber have a Twitter? <laughs> right. How do if we he find doesn't, Pete Weber? <laughs> he's got to have an email or something. He's got a manager we could talk to. Some. We'll, we're making this happen. It's happening. We'll pose as a publicist. Just find out where he lives and go to the bowling alley once a week. Uh, and St. Louis. One of those weeks. St. Louis. Birdie, you're closest. Well, I'm not going to St. Louis. So. Do you want Pete Weber? I do, yeah, but I'm not Birdie. going to St. Louis. How I'll do you just, propose we get I him guarantee you, if you give me 48 hours, I will find an email Stop. that I can email and Stop we can at least get an alley. answer. Fucking the office, bro. Yeah, most of these guys' email is just like Pete Weber at yahoo.com. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try that as soon as we're done. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's an AOL guy. There's no way. Yeah, you're absolutely right. AOL he's an AOL address. guy for sure. And that's one of the questions we'll ask him. Are you an AOL guy? There you go. It's the interview's already writing itself, boys. So if we um, yeah. start off with, "Are you an AOL guy?" He's gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, it'll be but, a wonderful no, way just to set say, the tone. You can tell just by saying "You got mail" and seeing if he does anything. If he responds to that, then you know he's got it. Yeah. You got mail. And the people who still have AOL email addresses are a really specific type of person. And I'm not yeah, going like to say anything 95. negative about them, but they are a specific type of person. I see it all the time um, at work. Anyway. Yeah. That's so. right. I did it. <laughs> Double <laughs> fucking fucking hero, man. I love that guy. Uh, anyway, going back to the NHL, I thought Fox would go after him. They still can, but the bulk of the contract is with ESPN. Signed a seven-year broadcast deal. They received four of those seven Stanley Cups during that time. Um, like I said, it is not exclusive, so uh, they can still distribute through other networks. But yeah. ESPN will own the board. I mean, of, it, of it, the like. The only reason I said it in the first place is because they had a pre-existing relationship with them, so it just kind of made sense. But you think um, anybody's covered up selling drugs without excuse? I just distribute through networks. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of excuses you can use once you've been caught with the drugs. That's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this was kind of off topic. We're going to go back to baseball for a second. The Johnny Damon body cam footage got released did you watch oh it? i saw it but i did not watch it no Dude, i haven't no. watched it either 
he should not have been behind a car. He was yeah, so he was three drunk. times the legal Absolutely limit. Absolutely fucking tank. Yeah, he he got resisting arrest basically because he just like wasn't listening. Like he just kept turning around and trying to turn around to talk to the cop and be like, no, 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 don't worry, don't. It's, it's, it's everything's fine. Oh, dude, dude, those <laughs> videos are so hard to watch though. My and his wife just me. keeps like getting out of the car, and he's like, just walk home, honey. Just walk home. It's fine. <laughs> My dad got me a breathalyzer when I was younger because, like I said, 21 yeah. through, like, 24, I just went out constantly. And he was, like, you know, he's he's a great dad, so he's, like, worried about, you know, me drinking driving, told me to call, you know, made sure I had a breathalyzer. Anyway, I <laughs> did not I, – I blew three times the legal limit once. And I can tell you, I consciously was, like, I, I cannot drive. There's no, there's no way Meech can drive right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, this Ryan we speak of. Yeah, fucking Ryan. Um, this this guy can drive right now. I slept Probably in my a car. Piece of shit. I was so fucking sore. It was the worst ever. But I die even then. Looked at the breathalyzer and was like, oh, that's a point two four. Oh yeah, I've I been there many a time. I've been there many a time, and it is like you can't do anything. Like, you shouldn't be I allowed mean, to do I, much of anything. Usually I blew, like, a point eight to point, like, ten. <sighs> like, somewhere in that range. Breathalyzer. Oh, yeah. I, we yeah, used to yeah. have one just for fun. We used to kind of compete, you know? My so you friend, one of my friends definitely has. Like, I've definitely seen one out at parties at my house, but I've never used it. Yeah. It yeah, used it to be a fun like game. A, it was like a, yeah, this was just like a, it was like a $70 one or something. It was like a good quality yeah, that's, one. Yeah, that's basically what the one my friend has yeah but anyway yeah yeah let's get back to hockey um so there's a few injuries in the past couple days i think the most notable of which are also yeah gary thorne a lot of calls for his return yeah absolutely he would love to have a talk to espn oh my god but as the situation stands it's not birdies down in the works oh my god if that happens i will be ecstatic i'll be like a kid again like, you know and i don't remember watching the nhl a lot but they played the tone today and i was like oh that's from that and i was like oh, okay i remember this yes he was the king like he was so ridiculously good man like he was just phenomenal and if you actually i think he does orioles broadcasts now or something and i heard a so clip. no one watches them yeah i heard a clip one time and it's amazing because they're i can't remember who it is they're pitching to but he's like, why are we not just walking this guy? Why are we pitching to this guy? Like, that's literally what he says. Like, I love <laughs> the fact that he's just calling it out. Like, it's so fucking wonderful. But anyway, like I was saying, there's a couple injuries in the last few days that are, to me, really the only ones of significance. I don't know if you have any you think are more significant than this, Dubs. But to me, it's Jack Eichel and Makar are pretty significant, I had, uh, significant I had injuries. Alex Petrangelo as well. Yeah, that is that is a pretty big one. Um the update on Igor Shosturkin is it's nothing major. It is just a groin strain, so he should be back in the next few days. So Rangers fans can rest easy there. And Thomas Hurdle's got COVID. Huh? Thomas Hurdle's got COVID. Yeah, that sucks. Apparently, he's got a bad. That's that's fucked up, and that sucks. And I wish them well, and and I hope they get better, because COVID is no joke, man. At all. But we're not going to get in. We're going to stick to sports. We're not getting into politics today. Um, 
I guess we want to talk about Meech and his gambling degeneracy. Is degeneracy a word? I think I made that up. But it's still, the point still stands. Yeah, Meech? we're back with Degenerate Daily with Meech. We're going to talk so, about uh, your your hockey gambling. How, I feel like this is an intervention because I didn't even see that on the rundown until this very moment. I yep. know you've been up and down lately. Mm-hmm. I was just curious how it's... I was on a hot streak for like two weeks, like lost maybe one or two of those bets. And you still then, ride the Oilers? Uh, no. Um, Just over unders? Well, they started being a favorite. So then their odds started not being better. So I stopped betting on them. So, like, it's, it's like I said, they were my team because they won me like four bets, five bets at least. Um, so. I mean, I was the last few the last few days have been I've it's been a wash. I've won one, lost one, um, but there was one I think last weekend. I lost I think four NHL bets, mm. and that do, was a that was a chunk of change. Do you have a pick for the people for uh, when will this go up Friday? Probably not. Too far eh? ahead for you. So, do you have a pick for the people for when this goes up? But I was like, probably not because it's Friday. Oh no! Yeah, I, you you literally shouldn't be looking at odds longer than like yeah. I was thinking this because was... anything can happen. Yeah, lost yeah. track of my days. And right, even so... like today, mm-hmm. uh, the Kings goalie didn't pop up until midway through the day. Right, day to day on the COVID midway list. through the DD. So like that that stuff like that is uh I usually bet same day. I usually bet same day. Sometimes if I think the odds are gonna go down, I'll bet. Uh, the night before, right? But never, never longer than that. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Well, well, gambling advice for Meech. Uh, we. Oh, but today I'm 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 up. I'm up today. Cool. Despite losing that game, I'm still. So there's your daily update on on Meech's degenerate uh, daily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> An update on how Meech's uh, life is not falling apart yet, but that may change next week. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> no, Find out on stop. next week's show. <laughs> Austin Matthews, you want to talk about Austin Matthews and his 20th goal? Scored twice, hadn't scored since February 20th after scoring 18 goals in 18 games. Despite that, the Leafs have still been one of the top teams in the league. He's also got a wrist injury, though. So that's probably the main reason why he hadn't scored. Wrists definitely affect shots. Yeah. There's, you know, wrist shot. Yeah, right. Detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. You should just start taking a lot of slap shots then. But apparently he's been dealing with it for most of the season. That's what Toronto disclosed. Because, you know, as we've discussed many times before on the show, the NHL is pretty terrible about disclosing injuries. The Rangers are actually normally very good about it. Yeah, like my team's normally really good about it, but a lot of other teams are not. And I never understood why. But, yeah, they did disclose that it was a wrist injury and that he'd been dealing with it most of the season. So that could explain the i guess you'd call it a slump but you know sometimes it just happens to players you know they they get hot and like some players are streaky he's traditionally not streaky but things change you know shit changes yeah shit changes shit, shit changes. changes um bruins gm don sweetie was talking to the media about the trade deadline and he had some interesting comments um basically saying that there's not a lot available because there's so many teams that could still be contenders right now and the season's just so crazy. 
Uh, here's a quote for him. He said, we certainly have areas we would like to explore to add, but it's been a challenge. I think things will loosen up because there are teams that will identify themselves as not necessarily in the position they want to be, and some player movement will happen. But moving across the border is difficult with quarantine. I think a healthier group is sometimes dictating how many player transactions will be there. Uh, he also went on to acknowledge that we need depth scoring and that we're relying too much on our first line. Well, there you go. That's what you want to hear, right? Right. He knows so it the sounds problem. like it sounds like he wants to address that problem, but there's not people ready to sell just yet. Because no, and there's still a little. There's not. No, but a little far out from this trade deadline still. But these next couple of weeks are going to be crucial in also, identifying like who is a contender. Are who's fairly not. competitive right now. Yeah, they are actually getting more competitive, and that normally happens as the season gets you know moving along. Um, I th- I was listening to my favorite New York Rangers podcast, and they had a guy on recently talking about the offseason, and they made some really great points. You actually have a few teams that, like Calgary, um, who are just in a cap hell. So this offseason is going to be – the Sabres are in a similar situation, but not really a cap hell. They're just so dog shit that they may have to trade Jack Eichel. There's actually like quite a lot of potential this offseason for a lot of trades because you've got a lot of teams you know with the cap going down and whatnot and if it's not going down it's not going up that they're just the they're gonna in have the pos- to sell right so it's especially gonna be if really, they're not go ahead immediately in a possession position to contend they're gonna yeah. have to sell off they're, yeah after. they're gonna have to sell and it's gonna be really really i feel like a hectic offseason uh it's gonna yeah, be probably a I lot of that. movement but then again there probably may not be any because in my opinion, out of all the owners in professional sports, NHL owners are the dumbest. We've discussed that before. Um, yeah, so there's one thing I want to talk about, and then we can get to you know anything else. Uh, I have a gripe. I just I have to get this off my chest, guys. The Rangers are doing the dumbest shit ever. I don't know if you've seen any of the games recently, but you know Igor, our main goalie, he got hurt, and he's a good goalie. He's out for like Igor. a week and a half. You know. Um, we have two other goalies. We've got Keith Kincaid, the backup for the Devils years ago, who took them to the playoffs. And then we've got fucking Georgiev. And Georgiev, like, he, have you watched him? He cannot stop a breakaway. Like, it's no, fucking absurd. And they put him in over Keith Kincaid. Then they put Keith in in the third period. Like, I'm just, like, we need to I fire obviously our coach. Like, I'm don't. done. Like, we need to fire him. Like, I was kind of defending him because I felt like people Oof. were too quick to fire him. But, like, at this point, like, decisions like that are dumb as shit, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just Off with his head. Yeah. Off with his but head is the red. I obviously said. don't watch the Rangers as much as you do, but the few times I have this season, it seems like sometimes Georgiev gets like this deer in headlights look. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's exactly that. It's like I don't know why. I also think it's like a little bit of like not to get too technical here, but it's a little bit of um, technique. Like you'll notice on breakaways, like he'll drop his left side. I think he's a left-handed glove, so he'll drop his his glove side too low. Like, not just his glove, but his pad, too, which leaves right. his five-hole open and leaves his fucking glove open, you know? So, it's just a mess, and, and like, this coach is just... Hold on, I'm dying. Beach? Okay. Flowers? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this digging, coach has got to go. Like, I'm, I'm officially declaring it. Like, we have a good roster. I think we need a better coach who can motivate... Like, a college coach isn't going to cut it at this point, dude. They need a better coach. 
All right, I'm going to step down off my soapbox again, and we can continue with the news. You know, for the I don't rest know if you league. need to paint with a broad stroke there, buddy. Huh? All college coaches can do it? No, no. I'm saying this, like, a college coach is not going to cut it for this, <laughs> like, anymore at this point in the rebuild. He's just not cutting it. He's I coaching mean, it like, like it's a college game, and you can't do that. You right, know? Right, no. Like, Meek is not scoring and he benches him for 10 minutes. It's like, look, I get he's not scoring, but, like, how's he going to score if he's not on the ice at all? Like, you need him Can't to score to picky. get his confidence back. Yeah, like, it's just I, it's just personally choices I wouldn't make. And one of my favorite quotes about coaching all time was Mike Keenan said, sometimes you make controversial decisions. It's called coaching. And it's like, yeah, that's that's super fucking true. But, like, sometimes the decision is just wrong, bro. Like that's all I can say. But again, I'm stepping down off the soapbox and we can continue with the rest of the news. So uh where do we go from here? I think that's filter. Well a couple couple uh weeks ago we did a quick little buy sell. Oh, you want to do that again? Yeah, I got a few teams. Okay. There's been a lot of te- like we talked about. Things are getting competitive. Yeah. Divisions are heating up a little bit. So I wanted to see what teams you guys think are legit or not out of the few. All right, teams. hold on. Before you start, I have a preliminary question. Are you asking me if I'm Pre- buying and selling just on this year? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. Go. Uh, St. Louis Blues. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'll sell on them too, honestly. I just don't trust New- it. That's fair. I'm in the same boat. New York Islanders. Bye. <clears throat> yeah, I think I would buy two. Like they have struggled a little bit, but they're in the conference championship last year. Exactly. Too, so like have, it's they, they have, have a good roster. In the playoffs. Yeah, and Barzal is heating up like major right now. And when Which that guy heats up, deep. like it's look the fuck out. So I yeah. would buy on them as much as I hate to admit that. Another team starting to get hot, the Hurricanes. Hmm. Since they've allowed attendance back, I think they're like 6-1 and one or something. It's a tough yeah. one for me because they have a lot of players I like. But I just don't know. Like, if I had to buy based on them winning a Stanley Cup, I'm still not convinced. Trocek has like 13 goals in eight games or something. Stupid yeah, like, like they've got some players that I really, really like and I'm really, really high on. But I just... The goaltending situation, I'm not sure about. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think they could make the playoffs. I don't yeah. think they could go deep. I mean, they might. Like we've said before, once you get to the playoffs, it's anyone's game. But wild, wild west. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not gonna buy on the Canes, which may come back to bite me in the ass at a later episode. No, I'm also not buying that. Yeah, right. Minnesota Wild. Mm. Bye 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 bye. Meech's buying the team. wild at a low price is gonna flip them for a higher price later. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> it's are confusing my for me. It's, it. it's confusing for me. To I, the moon. They've got my boy. <laughs> they've got my boy, Matt Zuccarello, arguably the most likable New York Ranger in recent history. He's the fucking man. So like, I'm behind him, but it's hard when you have all that history to be behind him. But I think I'm still going to buy. I think they're actually going to do – if they can maintain – to use a Star Trek term, if they can maintain current speed and course, uh, I think they'll do well in the playoffs. I mean, they've only looked sharper as the year yeah, has gone on. They've exactly. Got some pieces back. Their goaltender's good. And young. they just beat Vegas. Um, I mean, they've – and they've, they've, they have looked great the last two to three weeks. Yeah, I have, they, they really have. They have just 
looked fantastic. But like that happens sometimes. You get a team that's like streaky. They have a few good weeks, and then you know they make it to the playoffs and they just plummet. And I just don't know which team yeah, but, they are yet. Are they the team that's getting like truly hot, or is this just a streak? You know what I mean? I feel like earlier in the year they were. I'm losing leading by, more like, towards. So I'm leaning like, more towards streak. Well. Yeah, I'm not I, actually though. That's the thing. Like I have this I'm weird not. feeling that it's not a streak. Are they Stanley Cup winners? Probably not. But are they going to make it to the playoffs and do well? I think at this point, yeah. So I, I would buy on them as well. I just I, the, in the beginning they were losing games one goal. You know, like yeah. They, so absolutely. they weren't far off from winning before. Yeah. Now they've hit their stride offensively. I think that they're just they're finding their groove and they're they're doing well. They're Part doing of it might well just right be now. me going. It's the Minnesota Wild. That's what I'm saying. Like it's hard for me to like believe it given their history. But they don't have that long of a history. No, they don't. But if you watch, like their potential storied like, franchise, Beach. What are you talking? About? They're, they're <laughs> they, really bad. I think they came in when I was in high school. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, dude. That, all right, not to be they're a like dick, but it's been a minute since you got out of high school, bro. <laughs> um, years, but like that's still not like right. What I'm saying is like franchise. that's not really what I'm talking about, though. What I'm saying is they have a history of like being streaky. Like they'll they'll be they'll look good and then they can't finish. You know, so it's meets anything on not being able to finish. <laughs> hey, be nice to my anything guy. Anything on fine using the same joke over and over again. <laughs> if it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sure, fucking right and I mean, you are. I would honestly, but like I said, me, I buy on the wild. I'm buying on it too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in. I just, I'm cautiously in. That's all I'm saying. I'm very cautiously no, just, optimistic about I'm the I'm just calling it out because I thought it was funny that he said history and they've been around for like 15 years. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, you're right about that. I'm just saying. That's an interesting – well, we'll do that later. All right. What's the next team? <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> oh, no, no. I had one more. The Tampa Bay Lightning. My bad. Oh. Uh, I tried to I'm buying. I'm, I don't think I'm going to. They're just I, so damn good. Yeah. I think they are starting to – find their groove Uh, but here's the here's the thing though guys like they're in a a division that is you know okay all the divisions are competitive sure but we can all agree that that's the least competitive division and i just i'm not i don't know i'm not sold well even more than canadian division yeah Yeah, it's it's i don't know it's not it's no i just i'm not sold man i i know who they are and i know the players they have and i just feel like if they get all the puck luck, yeah, they'll go all the way again. But it's going to take all the puck luck. I feel like there's going to be an upset this year. I just have this weird feeling in my gut, and we've been over this. My gut is no small gut, that it's not going to go their way. So I'm 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 not going to buy. I'm not going to I mean, hurt. I'm not predicting them to win the Stanley Cup, but they are a great team. They you are a good team. Sell, who's not on this list that you created, the Flyers. I just think the Flyers are not that oh, I think they're frauds, too. Yeah, yeah, of course they are. They're coached by Elaine Vigneault, and his he's their teams are his teams are always fraud teams. Like, you know, Mitch, I almost put them are. on the list too, but they weren't like they didn't have a lot of movement in like the last couple mm. weeks. So that was mm. why watching them, them and like 
they're favored at all the time and and they shouldn't be yeah um so yeah. i should probably start betting <laughs> frankly on, they shouldn't opposed, be opposed to them but yeah no i've just and i've watched a fair amount of flyers Hashtag games fade and they just the flyers. don't look great to me no not at all they do the thing ever. that sorry meach to cut you off but they no, do the good. thing that all av elaine Vigneault teams do where like they go out they get a couple goals and then they like kind of turtle and try to rely on a really good goalie and carter hart for a young goalie looks phenomenal but yeah he actually looks promising I, yeah I he looks have, great man have as big of a problem with him yeah but i just i feel like they have problems scoring kind of like the the uh bruins sometimes where they have problems scoring yeah. it seems like yeah no and absolutely i mean that's before, also a thing that plagues his teams <laughs> yeah like before the um like a couple weeks ago, everyone was saying they got a lot. They like you said, they had some puck luck because they had less shots on goal and yet the had the luck. goals. And so, yeah, yeah, like I, it's just I don't feel like their offense is good enough to take them. Into no, the no, I mean really. you could break it down real quick, and this is the team that Boston played in the 2010 Stanley Cup against the Vancouver Canucks. He coached the Canucks, and they had trouble getting it. They had trouble scoring, and if they did score, then they just kind of turtled and leaned on their goalie and you know, allowed him to face 50-some shots a game. If you allow a goalie to face 50-some shots a game, he's going to fucking give up a few. And, you know? And you'll yeah. lose the series and you'll riot and burn your whole city down. And then same thing happened when he coached the Rangers, you know? It's, it's, he just, he's not a great coach. And, you know, it brings you to the whole thing of, like, the coaching carousel in the NHL. They really need to get new coaches in because these coaches clearly aren't, you know, some of them just aren't worth rehiring. But that's a story for another day. How do you feel, real quick, Tons how do you up. feel, I was watching um, the, the Knights game, how yeah. do you feel about Pete DeBoer as a coach? I, the boar, the wild boar? I I don't actually dislike him as a coach um, mm -hmm. at all. I just think, you know, and I guess this you could say this is the case, case this is the case for most coaches. But he only does well with, like, certain rosters. Like, I don't think – like, he wasn't doing well. I believe it was New Jersey that he coached a long time ago. And actually, he did okay. They weren't terrible. But I don't think that was, was his fault. He was – he kept the Sharks competitive forever. But I yeah. feel like he was not well-liked among Sharks fans. Yeah. I mean, yes. Th that is true. I know he wasn't well-liked pretty much anywhere he's been – and I've never had him on my team as a coach, so I couldn't really tell you why he was disliked. But in my experience, sometimes an unlikable coach is actually the one that wins a lot in the NHL. Mike Keenan, unlikable coach. Uh, Joel Quimville, Chicago, very unlikable coach. Won all those Stanley Cups. You know what I mean? Claude Julien, yeah. unlikable coach. But, you know, he has his controversy in Boston, which I understand, but he was still a good coach. You know, yeah, so I, I won't dispute that. I don't know. I I don't dislike him, but I also don't have any reason to dislike him. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I was thinking. I saw. I was watching that game, and it was a great game between yeah. the Wild and the Knights. But I was just thinking. I wonder how Birdie feels about Pete DeBoer. I don't. I'm not a DeBoer hater at all. The person that I dislike actively in the NHL are there's two. Lindy Ruff, because I don't understand why people think he's a good coach. He's literally been garbage forever. And, and who's, Peter who's, Lavalette. Who's uh, uh, Lindy Ruff was our defensive coach last year. Look how shit we were defensively last year, and look how good we are this year. And now he's coaching New Jersey. So there you go. Uh, 
and the, Peter Laviolette. Because did you see what Peter Laviolette said the other day? Peter Laviolette's a fucking clown. Did you see what he said? It's ridiculous. Did he say something else? Oh, yeah. He said, well, I guess if that's a, a suspendable hit, then hitting should just be done in the NHL. What a oh fucking asshole. Right? I hate that they're all defending him. Me He's too. He's a fucking piece of shit. Me too, but we don't need to rehash Eddie, we, this. We, we, we've already, yeah. All right. Yeah. Tons of hockey talk today. We killed it. Let's close the chapter. Good yeah. shit, boys. Yeah. Let's move on to the football chapter. The football will start off with Dak making big money. Yeah, huge contract, bet on himself, and he won. Um, yeah, I mean. Real quick. I was really. Papa, go ahead. Put, put Papa Dubs on blast. He hates the contract. Wow. I will see. I was really curious to see what Meech thought I of mean, the contract because, you know, Meech has lot. often made the point that, you know, without him, you know, they're trash. So I was, wondering, I was really curious to hear his thoughts. I've been on here's, that side with you, Meech. So. Yeah, me here's too. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. If they would have signed him because of the way quarterback contracts work in the NFL, it's ridiculous. If they would have signed him when they should have a year and a half ago, he wouldn't have this big of a contract. The reason he has a bad, quote-unquote bad contract is because the Cowboys didn't re-sign him. Now, you can go two ways with that. You can either say, well, look how that worked out for Goff and look how that worked out for Wentz. Signing them early didn't really save you money because now you have dead money on the cap. Right. So it's it can go either way. They should have signed him. Knowing yeah, I how like... important he was in their locker room. And like me and Double have said all year, like he bet on himself. And even though he's injured, it, he he only gained value given what that team did after he right. left. Yeah, I know? mean, I feel like when it doesn't work out, like that's more the exception, not the rule. Well, it's, it's interesting because – we we we're just now getting into these new contracts where they're structured and you have to make a decision. And so we've seen a couple examples that really haven't worked. Although at the time, one of those was a slam dunk extension wins. And then the other one, I feel like we were all questioning anyway, which was golf. Right. Yeah. No, fair point. Fair so point. It, it depends. They it's, it's a bad contract. In the sense that he's making the second most money out of all NFL quarterbacks, only second yeah. to to Patty Mahomes, and he's first in average annual value and guaranteed money right now. So he he it's a massive deal, and it's kind of on Dallas for not saying it earlier, and that's why it is such a right. massive deal. That being said, it's a winnable division, and if if he gets them there, then then they they're golden and this yeah. contract looks good. Yeah, the but contract if he makes doesn't sense. win a Super Bowl, which probably won't, yeah, it's it's not a good contract. Yeah. And to my point, uh, like people that I said to my, my point that I said to my dad, if they were to draft a quarterback, they just spent all this money on all these players and set the market on all these positions. Are you gonna waste all those max contracts when you develop another quarterback? No. Just go fucking sign the guy yeah. that you were successful with at the start of the year. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it might blow up in your face, but it's your best fucking chance right now. So, and it, like you said, Meech, it's a winnable division. So, fuck exactly. it, let's try it. Exactly. <clears throat> it's a winnable division, and they should be the best team in that division by far. By far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Washington hasn't recently. I mean, we saw Washington's defense. They look like the real deal. That's going to Giants be a problem. Have a, the Giants have a sneaky good defense, too. Their offense just sucks ass. Yeah, they have a sneaky good defense, but they have a lot of money on the offense to a running back. Are they going to re-sign him? Is Daniel Jones up in there? 
it, it really is their division to lose. Honestly, they they should yeah. have won it last year. They should have won it the year the year before when we won it. You know they they should have won it three years in a row by now, and they haven't. And that's just because the Cowboys suck lately. But you know they haven't won a road playoff game since 1992. Woo! Yeah, I mean we anything that goes back to the Cowboys, I just think what an idiot you let <laughs> Jimmy Jones walk out. Jimmy Johnson. Not Jones. Jim Jones. Jimmy Johnson walk out the goddamn door. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And ever since they've it's it's like the curse of the Billy Goat, dude. Ever since they've been cursed. We'll see how long it goes. Should have kicked that goddamn goat out. Fucking goat. Uh, uh, yeah, no. So I I think it's a good contract, and we saw what he means to this team. They had to get it done. It's not a good contract for them. It's a great contract for him. Yeah. And it won't be a good contract if he doesn't win. Yeah, if he doesn't deliver, that's where I sit on it. Yeah, I'm with you, baby. A couple trades that went down, a couple small ones. We talked about the Titans pick a couple weeks ago that was disgruntled, posted the uh, thing on Twitter, took it down. He got traded to the Dolphins really for nothing. So Dolphins could potentially get a first-round talent, but they got to sort out the off-field issues there. Uh, Titans got, I believe, a seventh-round pick back. And the hoodie made his first move of the offseason. He traded for Trent Brown, who will be returning to the Patriots. We gave up a fifth rounder in 2022, and we got Brown and a Raiders 2022 seventh rounder. So a couple of small picks to add back a left tackle who was one of the best in the league with us in 2019. We lost Joe Thune. We'll get to the franchise tags in a minute. So uh, I would love to get another lineman back in there like Brown. Hopefully he can recapture his form that he had with us before. Yeah, and he restructured his deal too, so he's yep. not even owed that much money. Yeah, because he left with, on a big money deal with Oakland and then it didn't really work out. So hopefully he comes back and shines. Yeah, I think he cut his salary by like five to six mil a year. Yeah, it was a significant um, pay cut. So, and, and me after this, he is a free agent. But, yeah, still a good move anytime you can acquire talent on the line. And we'll see what they do because them and the three or four other teams that have significant cap room. Uh, cap, cap room. Cap. Cap. Uh, cap significant cap, cap room. Um, yeah, caps. Will have their pick of of who they want. And a lot of linemen have been cut. Um, a lot of veteran players that usually people try and add to their younger teams have been cut. And it's it's going to be interesting to see what these teams, the like I said, the four or five that have, you know, anywhere from 30 to $60 million in cap room, um, even with the cap shrinking. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, let's get to some of the franchise tags. Uh, there were, I believe, seven people that got tagged, eight maybe. Uh, Bears, Allen Robinson, Jacksonville tagged Cam Robinson, offensive tackle, Tampa Bay tags uh, Chris Godwin, Brandon Scherf tagged by Washington, Leonard Williams tagged by the Giants, the Jets tagged safety Marcus May, Carolina tags Taylor Martin, tackle, and Denver tags Justin Simmons. Uh, Some notable people that did not get it was John Johnson for the Rams, Kenny Galladay for the Lions, Bud Dupree for the Steelers, which I expected not to happen. Aaron Jones for the Packers and Joe Thune for the Pats. So a couple of notable names heading to uh, free agency. Chris Carson, oh, yeah, that's a good Griffin, call. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith as well. So like 
a lot of people who weren't tagged. Now, they aren't free agents yet, but the deal, if they do not reach a long-term deal by the free agency period, which I believe is like a week away, they will be free agents. And so, most of yeah. those names are expected to be free agents. Right, right, right. They're just technically not free agents. Right. Yes. They, they haven't been released. They just didn't get tagged. I they saw people. Week. I saw uh, whoever leaked the Aaron Jones news or broke the Aaron Jones news said that the Packers were still trying to get a deal done. And I was like, how, how hard are they trying though? <laughs> they, it's, it would be the stupidest thing to, for them to sign him. Right. They have so many running backs. They wasted a pick on one last year. Exactly. Uh, no point. <laughs> you know, it, you might as well not bring up running, but you shouldn't pay running backs anyway. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, and then released players, just people that are immediately free agents. Um, Dan Bailey, Carlos Dunlap, um, Kenny Vaccaro, Malcolm Butler, Emmanuel Thomas, Josh Gordon. Yeah, that Josh Gordon. Um, <laughs> Kenny, uh, Greg Olson, Desmond True, not True Font, and then finally Kyle Vanoy becomes official today. The team was trying to trade him, even though they had decided to either cut or trade him. They did not, and therefore he has been officially cut. Now we talked about it on the last episode, but yeah, a lot of names on these lists. Um, could and change some teams. Couple more people to keep an eye on in the next coming days: Gino Atkins and Von Miller. Yeah, yeah. Atkins could also become a cap casualty if they're not able to trade him. Yeah, and I, there's got to be more than that too, because there's just everyone. There are. There's going to be more, so there will be more. There's cuts, a lot of offensive um, linemen. Uh, Try Turner from the Chargers, former All Pro couple other guards there's there's going to be a lot of people that can be picked up and make a difference yeah i saw like five or six linemen that were names you would know um if you follow the sport and yeah they're available so i didn't write them down because linemen aren't sexy but um but yeah. you gotta make it sexy <laughs> it's hips and nips otherwise i don't eat <laughs> a little rickety cricket for the soul yeah less miles meach yeah. Did you hear about this situation? I was a big Les Miles fan at LSU. You aren't anymore, are you? No. Denouncing your former Les Miles fandom? Yeah. It's tough to do sometimes, but you gotta gotta keep yeah, the image he clean. He was just a character, like, you know, eating the grass. <laughs> He's a character. His horrible talk pa- or clock management, you know, all that stuff. I, I kind of endeared me to him when he was the LSU head coach. Find out he's just a creepy old guy. Yep. I forgot about the, I, the video was going around from when he like forced that kid to get an autograph from him. Do you remember that? I don't. <laughs> it's like a game day or something. The student's walking by. He's like, hey, you want, you want an autograph? And the kid's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm all set. He's like, no, nah, you should really have an autograph. And like grabs the hat and signs it. He's like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's somebody he, posted uh, that and they're like, I always knew Les Miles could be forceful, but yeah, apparently, uh, offered to take multiple women students at LSU back to his apartment, uh, wanted a certain type of woman, quote unquote, in the office. Um, just creepy, know, just, creepy old just guy, creepy shit. old guy stuff yep. that you know. Yeah, no place I actually for it. have to take a sexual harassment like training that you know every company makes you take. You know this weekend, and that came up, and I was just like, "Oh God, 
This I wish old creepy guys could stop being old creepy guys so we could stop having to take these sexual harassment courses. But right, you know, whatever that you would uh, think would just be you know common sense, common human sense. decency, yeah. not being yeah. a piece of shit. But yeah, right? no, you gotta you go as slow as your fucked up wheel. But anyway, yeah, and it was a little weird because of the way he he got fired at LSU, and you know I expected him to come back you know a year later like most guys do they come back a year after. He just never came back, and and you kind of it was weird. It, it it almost seemed like everyone in the industry knew, um, but no one said it, and so it was just kind of a weird thing. I mean, he, his last job was LSU. He then gets hired at Kansas. What ten years later, at least, um, you know, did it was you just see a weird, weird gap in timing? Also, Jeff Long, the AD. At yeah, Kansas and did you out. see his response to the original Les Miles claim? Yeah. Not great. Definitely should have been fired. He's. I have the quote here. It says, I am extremely disappointed for our university, fans, and everyone involved with our football program. There's a lot of young talent on this football team, and I have no doubt we'll identify the right individual to lead this program. We will begin the search for a new head coach immediately with an outside firm to assist in this process. We need to win football games, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. That sounds like a statement from a yeah. guy you fired for poor performance, not for getting... Yeah, you know, sexual misconduct claims against him. Yeah, exactly. It's like trying to sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. And now that yeah. guy's gone a couple days later. Yeah, Jeff Long is gone as well at, at Kansas. So it's and and out of all football, not not that it's okay at you know top schools or anything, but out of all football programs to talk about getting back on winning track, it's Kansas. You're like the worst team in the Big Twelve. I, they don't. They they they're basketball school. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. Anyway, not like I said. Half not that the that people are probably like they have a football team that with a football team. I'm just saying, out of all the places to prioritize winning, it's Kansas. No, change the culture. So yeah, that made me sad, and yeah, just lots of thoughts about that. Change the culture. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about, boys? That nah, should be interesting few weeks here. We'll see. Like like you mentioned with the NHL offseason, the, the cap number is going down in the NFL. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to have a lot to available. cover here. There's yeah, going to be some we'll crazy see. shit coming in the next should couple Should be weeks. a couple. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, basically it's gonna my be, preface. Uh, it should be a couple. Might not be so hard to cover sports this offseason as we thought when we started the show. We'll see. All right, well, thanks for uh, – Episodes might stretch out a little more. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Next, five-hour episode of Stone Sports. Uh, oh, my God, start guys. Doing Let me do what? the outro. <laughs> Cue the loo. Jesus. Follow us on all <laughs> socials. <laughs> Double – Do your route. I'm coming to Boston soon. I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> Follow us on all the. Oh my god. I'm not doing it today. (laughs) Say goodbye. Peace. I think I'm going to Boston.